What happens when you take a redneck fishing guide and pair him up with a master beekeeper? Well, we're about to find out. Join our host, Ken Milam and John Swan, as they help you brave the sting of beekeeping to reap the sweet rewards. This is The Hive Jive. Oh, Ken, Ken, I, I man, <laughs> WTF, Ken, what is going what, on? Uh, uh, bees went crazy this week. I think Them they, bees is crazy. They lost the damn minds. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know what was going on. Well, we had three swarms at my house? Four yeah. swarms? Okay, so you guys remember here a couple episodes back, we did a very short little uh, National Honeybee Day bonus episode, mm -hmm. and Ken told you guys how super excited he was because he caught his very first swarm, or quote-unquote, yes. his very first swarm moved in. Yeah, and they it moved in. They were huge. It was a huge Huge. It was a big swarm, and he was so excited, and then on the very next episode, you find out, wah, wah, wah. The bees left. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think that might have been like two episodes ago yeah. um, or one episode back. I don't know. Whatever. Anyhow, you guys found the bad news that those bees moved in and literally like the next day it got super yep. hot. They decided they didn't like it yep. and they left. Yep. So then it was calm for like a week. And then all of a sudden I start getting this influx of texts from both Ken and his son, Max. And they were like, what's going on? There's a swarm here and there's a swarm here. And so it started off with a little swarm. Yeah, we got a little swarm that was, that night, right at dark. Yeah, and it was got hanging them. off the edge of like an awning, like yeah. a tin awning right by mm -hmm. the frame. Mm -hmm. And you guys asked, you know, how should we go about doing this? And I kind of gave you some pointers. Mm -hmm. And you guys went out there and you scooped them up by the handfuls. You put them into a container, sealed it up. In that little top bar nuke. And mm -hmm. called it good. Mm -hmm. Well... All of a sudden, like the next day, I oh, didn't. That's right. okay. It was there was a little bit of a delay there, right? Because things got much, much more confusing. Oh, yeah, dude. So yeah. you've got two little handfuls of bees, or three little handfuls of bees mm -hmm. in this container. They seal the container up. They walk over and they set it down on a spool, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden. All that of is. these other bees start showing up, and the whole outside of that container ends up being covered in bees. Yeah, probably 30,000. Well, and the huge. the weird thing was that. The swarm they caught was not that big. Mm. It was small. And so then they're like, what is going on here? And I'm like, I don't know. What did you guys do? And so we start going back and we start trying to figure out what what did you put in there? What did you do? You know, you know. obviously the queen was there, mm -hmm. but it, where did the rest of these bees come from? Because they weren't part of that swarm. So why are they now coming to the box? Well, you guys had used lures. Yeah, we used uh, Swarm Commander. Right. And you put a liquid on the Q-tips mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and you drop some Q-tips down in there. Mm -hmm. So you've got a queen and their original swarm inside this box, and then you've got this influx of pheromone mm -hmm. because he's got fresh swarm commander mm -hmm. in the box. Mm -hmm. Well, it attracted another swarm to Crazy. the box. Then things get even stranger because the bees that are in the box leave. Mm -hmm. They left. <laughs> the queen gets out, or she wasn't there to begin with, one or the other, and they leave. Mm -hmm. And then all the bees that were on the box leave. They leave. And all of a sudden... In one of the trees, what forms is basically the same swarm that a couple weeks prior. Two different prior, swarms. You, had, you originally had two separate? Yeah. Okay. It was that smaller swarm that uh, we took off. What did we put them in? You put them in that top bar nuke originally. Yes. And then they left. Yeah. Well, the, we pulled that one off and... Yeah, they left, and then you came out, and we pulled that well, other bunch up. But see, that's just it. By the time I came out, 
what had happened, and we didn't know it at first, but what had happened, see, what had happened was <laughs> they, oh, they damn, all of these it. little swarms combined oh, back into one massive swarm that was pretty much like what you guys had out there originally. Mm -hmm. And it started in one tree, and you guys were like, well, we'll go through and we'll try to shake them down. And you'd get out there and get ready, and then they'd move over to another tree. And then they decided that the tree right over the edge of one of the ponds mm -hmm. was best because, of course, then you can't reach mm -hmm. the suckers because they're up there right over the water. Um, and so I keep getting all these videos and all these pictures and text messages and phone calls, and it's like nothing makes sense Everything was just completely crazy. So I come out there on Wednesday, and it looks like one really nice size swarm in this yeah. tree, right? So we get out there, and what we're looking at is one swarm of bees in a tree. Mm -hmm. and that was the big swarm. Yeah. And well, but see, that's that was all there was. There were no other bees around anywhere that we could see. There was just that one <laughs> swarm of bees. And so we go out there and we're like, okay, so here's the swarm. Here's what they did. Here's where they were. This is the pictures we took and in, in the locations. And I'm like, okay. We looked at the big swarm that was mm -hmm. in the tree. And then we went over and you guys showed me the little lengths or the little top bar nuke where you guys had the one swarm that had left from there. Mm -hmm. And when we're looking at it, there's some bees oh, yeah, up around it. Yeah, there's some bees up around it. And then there's some bees down on the bottom of the spool on the mm -hmm. ground. And there's one of those Q-tips down there that mm -hmm. had the swarm commander on it. And as I'm watching, I'm, I'm pointing out to Max. I'm like, look, well, there's there's a bunch of bees down there. And some of them are doing dances. And he goes, yeah, I see that. And then I was like, oh, there's a queen. And there's, <laughs> so there's literally like 10 bees dancing around this Q-tip. And then there's a queen sitting there. And that queen looks pretty small she looks like a virgin queen mm -hmm. her abdomen's not quite as long and it's pretty mm -hmm. narrow and i was like well i'll be darned so i pick up that queen and i put her into that top bar box and then i seal it up so that she's in Tops, there right. and she can't get out and then i went around and i opened the entrance just to queen exclude so again she can't get out mm -hmm. and i moved the q-tips that were laying down that the bees were attracted to and i put those in that box and then we were like, okay, we're just going to see what happens. And all the bees that were flying around go up towards the entrance, mm -hmm. and they're now trying to figure out how to either get her out or get in. So they we get pretty that, much went in. Yeah, so we get that set up. Then we turn around and we go back over to the tree that has this big swarm of bees in it. Let's form a game plan. Mm -hmm. So we go and we get one of the boxes, mm -hmm. and we get some already drawn-out comb, and we get it all set eight up, frame. and we're like, okay, we're good to go. Yep, it's going to be in an mm -hmm. eight-frame box. And we get one of the corrugated plastic uh, nuke boxes, and mm -hmm. we're going to use it because it's super light, and I can carry it up the ladder. So Max and I go over, and we start getting the ladder set up, and we start trimming up the tree. Ken's getting all the supplies and stuff that we mm -hmm. need situated, and he brings the box over to us. We got a spray bottle of water so we mm -hmm. can mist them. And I kind of trim the limbs and make a pathway up to this swarm out over the water and try desperately not to fall, fall in the water, in the water mm -hmm. and take Max with me and or drop anything on Max's head because mm -hmm. he's down below me. And so we get up there and spray the bees and I take like two big clumps off the bottom with my hands and get mm -hmm. them down in the box and I keep spraying them with the water, misting them literally. And it kind of makes them congeal they, they kind of condense down and hang on to each other and try to stay warm but if they're wet they can't fly as well either mm -hmm. so we do that and we get them all in the box and then finally i shake the rest of the limb and the mm -hmm. majority go in there right we close the box up we go back over and we set the box down and we're we've got it set on basically a telephone pole that's laying on its side mm -hmm. and the box is setting up there and we notice there's a Don't. little split in the box where yeah. they can get out but they're coming out and they're kind of fanning and they're crawling up my hand as I'm trying to hold that split together and they're fanning. And we're like, okay, well, this is a good sign. And we look back over at the tree and the tree still has 
some bees on there, but mm-hmm. as we watch, the bees are getting less and less, and they're coming over towards that box, and we're like, okay, awesome. So... Ken sends his wife off to go find us some tape. I switch over and I have Max hold the box and then I step back so I can kind of evaluate the situation. And then we're like, okay, well, we need to go to the back of the truck and we need to get a couple of different things so that when we dump these into the container, we know that they're good and they're sealed in there. Mm -hmm. And while we're standing at the back of the pickup, we hear this thunk. And we look and the only thing we can see is the box that we have set up staged Mm -hmm. to put the bees in. And I thought I had the lid standing up behind it, and now the lid's over flat. So we're like, oh, the lid just fell over. No big deal. That's what the thunk was. And we get what we need, and we come around the front of the truck, and Max starts, oh, bleepity bleepity bleep, the box (laughs) fell over. And it did. The box that we had the bees in, the corrugated Mm -hmm. plastic box, had fallen off of that telephone pole, opened up, and now the bees in the tree are increasing again, but there's still a ton of bees in the box. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of bees. And so we're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. So we go and we missed it down again, close them back up. We immediately run over to the box that we have staged, Mm -hmm. and I take three frames or two frames out of the middle of it, and I turn it upside down, I thump it so they all fall into a pile, and then I pour Mm -hmm. them all into this Langstroth eight-frame box. Mm -hmm. I put the frames back in on top of them, and as they kind of spread out, the frames slowly settle down into place. We put the inner cover on it, we put the lid on it, we call it good, and then I look, and there's still a lot of bees now Mm -hmm. forming back in the tree. Obviously, it's the ones that came out when the box fell over, so we're like, all right, we're going to climb up the ladder one more time. We're going to spray the bees, and we're going to knock them down into the container. So we go back up the ladder. Max is stabling in it so I don't fall off into the pool. Pond. It's not a pool. It's a green pond. Green pond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I get up over there, and I shake the bees down in the box. I close it up real quick, and then we cut that entire limb off. Mm-hmm. And I hand the limb down to Max. We come back over to the box. And we lay the limb beside the box, and then I dump all of the bees that are in the box out directly in front of the hive. On the rock. On the rock. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there watching, and here comes a queen. Up out of the top of this pile of bees I just dumped, and she goes walking towards the box. So I grab her, and we put her into a little queen cage. And we make sure it's got a candy cap in it. And then I put that queen cage into the hive between the frames as if I was introducing a new queen, but it's their queen. Mm -hmm. So I get her all put in there. It's all good to go. And we're like, all right, so now we're good. We got the one random queen Mm -hmm. who may or may not have been from that smaller swarm Mm -hmm. that we originally saw that you guys took off the top of the building Mm -hmm. or the the little shed awning. Mm -hmm. And now we've got this bigger swarm and we've got a queen there. So we're good. We got two halves. We're we're good. Now we just need to let them settle in. Mm -hmm. And we got lots of other work to do. Mm -hmm. We have the nukes. Well, the nuke and the other hive that you got from the people, what, 20 miles away or so? Yeah. And they had called you up and they were like, hey, we we can't deal with the bees anymore. Yeah, they said they were mean. And so, all right, we're already suited up. We've been playing with bees, playing with swarms. So let's head off. We're going to mm-hmm. move off and we're going to go check your other colonies and we're going to requeen those colonies. Mm-hmm. So we get everybody loaded up. Max and Ken and I are all in the truck and we start heading out into this place where we've got them in a quarantine yard mm-hmm. away from the other colonies because we don't know anything about them. And what I've been told or what you had said originally, they mm-hmm. it, how long had it been since they'd actually been managed? Three years. Yeah. The minimum, minimum of three yeah, years. They that looked we know it. Of. <laughs> and so what we're planning on doing is we've got an eight frame box with drawn comb mm-hmm. and we've got a 10 frame box with drawn comb. Mm-hmm. There's a nuke, which has five frames. Mm-hmm. And then there's a 10 frame deep already there. And our plan was we we're going to salvage maybe one or two things of comb if they have life stages on them. 
and everything else we're going to replace because we know that comb is old. It hasn't been managed in, like you said, at least three years. So that's the plan. Well, we've been told these bees are mean. So we get out there and you went out and smoked the boxes while mm -hmm. we were finishing getting suited up. Yep. Ken goes, he smokes the boxes. I come out there and I physically pick up the boxes and move them. Mm -hmm. Usually, if it is going to be an aggressive colony, they're already going to be out. That nuke was not aggressive. No, they didn't even really fly. In no, fact, they didn't care. I actually opened the lid because they I didn't thought come out there. No, I thought there was nobody home. I was like, I, mm -hmm. I don't think there's anybody in here, Ken, because you smoked it, and I picked it up, moved it, and set it down, and not a single bee flew out of there. Mm -mm. And I was like, oh dear. So I open up the lid, and they're all staring at me, and I'm like, oh nope, there's bees in there. <laughs> so I went ahead and I closed the lid back up. Then we do the same thing to the deep, and I actually pick up. So the lid on the deep was literally rotted all the yeah. way through, and they had laid another yeah. board on top of it. Yeah. So when I picked up that first board, there was a ton of bees just on top of the lid. And I'm like, okay, well, there's bees here, so put that back mm -hmm. on there. We'll call it good. So then we have moved the hives from their original locations on their stands, and we've now put these new boxes that we're going to put the bees into in those positions. Mm -hmm. So any bees that fly are already oriented on home. They're going to come back to those boxes. So that's the plan, right? So we open up this nuke and we start going through it, and the nuke was not in bad shape. I mean, uh, so minus the random tentacles of grass that yeah. had grown up in around the, the yeah. comb, the mood of grass. It was really kind of difficult to pull out mm -hmm. a frame because the grass was literally holding onto it, mm -hmm. and it was all tendrilled up in there. So that was odd, and I was like, "What is what is in here?" <laughs> but we get this all pulled up, pull the frames out, we pull the grass off of them. They actually don't look too bad. So we ended up keeping all of the frames from the nuke except for one, mm -hmm. and we put those into this eight-frame box. So we add four frames into that box, and then we add four brand-new drawn-out comb that the bees have already drawn out in there with them as well. And any of the leftover bees, we shake out. We find the queen on the comb. We take her out, and we replace her with a brand-new carniolan queen, mm -hmm. which is one of the queens we had got from Tucka Bees up in New York. Mm -hmm. And we put that in there, call it all good. Then we move over to the deep. Well, the deep, and we had been told this, the opposite. The nuke was a quote-unquote swarm that had been caught. Mm -hmm. The deep was a colony that they had bought. It ended up being mm -hmm. the other way around. The nuke that was in really good shape was a colony they had bought. The deep was actually a, not a swarm, it was a cutout. Right. Because as we tried to start pulling the frames out of there, there were massive thick rubber bands where they had rubber banded chunks, in no, chunks, chunks of comb and it was all kind of helter skelter and it mm -hmm. wasn't even and the, the bees had kind of cross combed here and there mm -hmm. where things had leaned or the, the edges curved just enough. So we ended up scrapping pretty much all except for maybe one frame that had brood on it that was going to be theirs and their babies and their, their eggs and everything. We put that into the center. And then we filled everything else with the new comb. But that meant we had to shake all of the bees off of every comb of the other one. They got mad. They did. They don't like being shook like no, that. And that's that. that's really the only way to do it. And it, it comes off really easy. You just kind of do a, a sharp drop with a sudden stop. You don't even have to thump it on anything. You mm -hmm. just do a thunk, like, and they, they all just fall off. And we do that right over the top of the hive. So they can all then go down inside the hive. And any of the ones flying around, they immediately fly around to the front and start kind of going back into the hive. Right. It's a brand new hive, but it's in the same location with mm -hmm. the same setup and the same entrance. And they'll go it's right white. to it. It's, it's white. Yeah. <laughs> it's white, just like the other one. <laughs> so while we're doing this, Ken's in the background and you hear him say something. And I was like, did you just get stung? Yep, I did. <laughs> so I've been stung on the chin. And it wasn't probably maybe 15, 20 minutes earlier. Your son had asked you if you'd ever been stung yet. And you were like, nope. Nope, I hadn't been stung yet. 
So Max did not get stung. I did not get stung. Ken got stung. And how did you get stung? No, I was looking over in my truck. I leaned up and my veil put, got on my chin. Yep. And as soon as that little little woman felt that warm skin, <laughs> she says, bam, yeah. gotcha. So we had a couple of them that were a little agitated with us, and they were flying around the front of the veil. And Ken went back over by the truck, and when he did, he went to look. And like he said, he mm-hmm. leaned forward just enough. And when he did, that veil... Pulled tight yeah. against his chin, and of course now they can get you. And yep. she did; she, she hammered did. him right in the chin. Didn't if five six minutes is quit quit hurting. Yeah, see that's the that's kind of the cool thing about the bee stings. I mean, you can have the the actual reaction you're supposed to have is supposed to be an inflammation, a little bit of pain, and then you're going to have itchy really afterwards, like red and really. that itchy. A little bit, not bad. Not bad. It depends on each indi- yeah. individual's biome and chemistry and everything, but. That's it. It's it, the initial sting is a four letter word, mm-hmm. and it'll burn and sting for you know yeah. a few seconds to a minute, yeah, and then after that hurt. you kind of yeah. you can definitely just move on. Yeah. For me, whenever I get stung, especially like if I get stung in the hands, it'll leave a tiny, tiny little red dot. Yeah. It's not even. It doesn't even swell up. It looks like a little blood blister under the skin. But what'll happen is a couple of days later, I'll be like, "Why does my finger itch?" Oh, that's right. I got stung there, <laughs> and it's just like an afterthought. It's not that bad. Um, but yeah, you did finally, you got your first sting, so you've been initiated in, yeah. you, you didn't swell yeah. up like a nope. purple plum or anything, so nope. you're good. Nope, that is all good. Yep. And so we, we finally get that done, but now we've got those two hives taken care of. We've got to go check on your actual colonies. Yep. So we go out there and we look at the one Langstroth. It's still doing okay. It does not have a lot of bees, mm-hmm. but the queen was in there. They've got plenty, like oh, plenty yeah. of food. Yeah. They had four solid capped mm-hmm. frames of just honey and sugar syrup, and they were good. So we check on them, and we went ahead and took out any frames that hadn't been drawn out by the bees, mm-hmm. and we replaced them with comb mm-hmm. that is been already drawn, drawn out. out. So we get that all in there, mm-hmm. and now we're good to go on that. And then we went over and we checked the top bars. Both of the top bars had one comb each where it had gotten too hot and that comb had broken or, or separated from the bar and fallen. In both cases, they were towards the, the, the back of the nest, the back of the comb area. Um, one of them was the very last comb. One of them was two combs in from the end and they had broken and fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, they both had honey in them, capped honey. And so since how, they, since how they fell, what we did is, you know, we cleaned them up out of there. We separated it all from the wood, took them out. Took those home. I gave him the option. We can either put them out and let the bees rob them out somewhere away from the colonies, or we can extract them. So we did a 50-50. We put one out for the bees to rob out, and we put the other one out for them to go through and extract and have Mm -hmm. honey. And now we have these itty-bitty, teeny-tiny, cute little jars (laughs) of Ken Milam's award-winning microscopic honey. Pretty damn good honey, too. It's pretty good honey. And so we did that, and we're like, okay, okay. it's been a very productive day. We went and ate lunch. Yeah, let's, now let's have lunch, and let's go home. <laughs> and so we're heading back. Now, Ken and I both just got a ton of equipment yeah. from a gentleman who was a commercial beekeeper yep. who was retiring out of the business. And yep. so we went, and we, you know, we've got this whole trailer load of stuff that it's, it's the end of the day. We've been working. We're all hot and sweaty. We get to go out there now in our shorts and our shirts, no suits required, and we're going to separate out equipment and mm-hmm. load up my truck and everything and call it good. And as we're pulling up to the front of the trailer, mm-hmm. there's two things going on. There's this massive feeding frenzy happening on the right-hand side of the mm-hmm. trailer. On the trailer. And that's where we had put one of the boxes that we had just brought prior to lunch 
from the colony that, that the we, one we that, shook out. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one that was and, all busted up inside. Yeah. Right. It was had the one the, that was yeah. strapped together with rubber bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. We had set it on the end of the trailer before we left to go have and lunch. they were robbing it. Yeah. And and that was expected. That's mm-hmm. fine. You know, yeah, I was like, oh, there's- was letting them do it. Yeah. There's a robbing frenzy going on over here. And the trailer is nowhere near any of the colonies. Mm-hmm. It's on a whole separate piece of land. It's all great. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, what the heck? And King goes, what? And I was like, do you see that? And he's like, yeah, they're robbing it. And I was like, no. The swarm on the front of the trailer, and he was like, "What?" Oh, no. Remember we when we <laughs> as we pulled up, we're sitting there, and you and Max both said, "Where's all these bees coming from?" And there was a oh, that was yeah before we left for lunch. Yeah, when we pulled the truck over to drop off that one box that we had taken from mm-hmm. the other colony. There was this like this quick shuttle of bees came down over the truck and immediately they were following us mm-hmm. and I was like well that's interesting they're just gonna get yeah they're just gonna rob the the one that we yeah just parked it was, I just figured they were following that box of, of everything that we <clears> took <throat> out so I was like well that's kind of interesting but we we thought nothing of it and we come back from lunch and it's just like this this massive feeding frenzy on one side of the trailer and on the opposite side of the trailer is this Big old freaking beard of beer. Two bees. feet of beer, beard. Just hanging on the front of the trailer. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> so, Well, that's not really what he said. No, it was, it was, but that's yeah, more radio. It. It's, it's more radio appropriate. <laughs> so I go, get out of the truck. And Ken's like, we don't have our suits. And I was like, well, I got mine in the truck. So I get out and I put my suit on. And I go over there. And there is a box kind of beside them. But it's all just tossed over there. It's not actually set up. So I turn it to face them with the bottom board facing the, the clump on the front of the trailer, mm-hmm. and I stick the box on top of it. We put some of the drawn-out comb in there. We put a couple pieces of the older comb from one of the other mm-hmm. colonies and then put an inner cover on it, put a lid on it, and I go through and I get in the front of that swarm. Well, let me rewind there a second. When I was shuffling the comb around and I pulled up the two combs that were from the other colony, <laughs> they were solid bees. It looked like they was living there. And they exactly. And unlike what was going on on the other side of the trailer, which was a frenzy, mm-hmm. these bees were calm. They weren't scurrying around mm-hmm. the comb. They mm-hmm. weren't trying to steal resources. Mm-hmm. They were just all sitting on the comb, covering it solid with bees. And I was like, what the heck? And so I look at both sides of that, and that's when I turn everything and I get it all set up. Yeah, you straighten it up. Yeah, and then I start grabbing handfuls of this swarm, and I'm just sitting there holding them. And Ken got a couple pictures of me holding these. I put gloves on, but I'm holding these two clumps of bees, and what I'm doing is I'm watching as the bees crawl up my fingers. I'm looking for the queen. They're marching. Yeah, I'm looking for the queen to come out of there. And so I do this time after time. I take a handful, and I lay it down in front of the colony on that Mm -hmm. little plank on the entry. And they all just start going into this colony. And they're like, okay, thanks. And so we're like, well, we don't know what's going on at this point. We had one original (laughs) quote-unquote swarm, which I had presumed initially two weeks ago was an abscond from a colony that probably got downed in the storm. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you get a baby swarm. Mm -hmm. And then another swarm shows up to try to Mm co-op that box. And then both of them vanish. And Mm -hmm. then you get another swarm and you dump it in the other box. And they Mm -hmm. say, no, thanks. And they leave. And then you get this big swarm in the tree, and we shake it down, only to find two separate queens in two separate locations. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, here comes this third queen and this third swarm over to the trailer and gets into this box. Yep. And I'm like, what on earth? Like, literally, WTF, Ken, (laughs) what is going on with your bees? I don't know. But we got three new swarms. We do. The one on the trailer... Looks like they're, oh, they're settling home. in. They're home. Yeah, they called it good. I think they called it good before no, I ever they, even put they, the box they together. They called it good before we got out of there. Yeah. The, yeah. Now, the, the top bar nuke, 
They've also called it home. They've they've said yes, it's home. Yeah, now. and I'm thinking that one's going to be the smallest one. Yeah, because it it was the after effect, and mm-hmm. that makes sense because that queen, like I said, she looked like a virgin queen. She's not very big, and that means she's not going to have the pheromone output of a queen that is fully mated mm-hmm. who's in production mode. So that makes sense for that one to be smaller. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to leave that top bar nuke for about a week, not too long, like four or five days, Mm -hmm. and then they're going to turn the entrance disc to fully open so that Mm -hmm. she can get out. We want them to stay long enough that they are really kind of committed to that area, but then we want to give her the opportunity to leave and go mate and then come back, and then we'll give her another week afterwards, and we'll start looking for eggs and seeing if she's doing her thing. Then after we see eggs, the next step is going to be, are they mated? And you'll know, because if she didn't properly get mated or she never mates, she's still going to lay eggs in worker cells, trying to lay workers, but she can't fertilize them, and therefore they will turn into drones. And we'll start seeing evidence of the drone cappings and the worker cells, and that'll be our definitive, did she successfully mate or not? So that's kind of the next three-week progressive course for them. Your ones on the rock, mm-hmm. they don't know. <laughs> I think they finally committed last night once it started raining. We had two big rains. Yeah. And that second rain, there was no bees on the – there was a few bees underneath, probably two handfuls of bees underneath the box. Yeah, under the But lid. the rest of them were inside. Yep. I think they finally decided, hey, it's dry in here. We're going home. <laughs> this will do, folks. This will do. <laughs> so, yeah, Swarmageddon. It was weird. Now, here's the other thing that is definitely weird. Then you get home. It's late August. It is the end of August. Yeah, it is had... not swarm season. No. It is not swarm season at all. Swarm season in in a right world where things go the way they should. <clears throat> swarm season is anywhere for here. Mm-hmm. For Well, let's say for most people, it's going to be like April through June. For us, sometimes it can be February, March through June, July. Not at the end of the summer dearth when there's no food, everything is brown and dead and crispy. That is not when you're calling these swarms. So this is the weirdest thing to find a virgin, find a mated queen, and a mysterious third queen shows up. Like, it makes no sense. That night, uh, so that day, I was supposed to go back to my apiary after I left yours and Mm -hmm. install more queens. Mm -hmm. That didn't happen because when we got back to the trailer and all this other stuff was going on, by the time we got loaded up and I left out of there, it was already dark by the time I made it back to Austin. So that didn't happen. So the next day, I have to take my queens that I still have to do other stuff with because I've been requeening out, you know, just Mm -hmm. everywhere. So... I have to take my queens out and finish requeening colonies. I had some that I split and I needed to wait and then come in and put the queens in there. And I'm pulling into the apiary the next day and I go through the first gate and I come across approaching the second gate. And here comes this cloud (laughs) around my truck going directly, like coming with me, going around the truck right in front of me. And they ball up and on tree in front of me. And I was like, bleepity bleep 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 are you bleepity bleep and bleep serious like really guys so i get out and i'm like okay let me move the truck and i'm just i'm gonna put it kind of in the middle of everything i got my feeder over here i got the hives over there i got the swarm back over here behind me so i pull up and i park and i step out of the truck and immediately get attacked immediately africanized bees pissed off bees <laughs> i'm like i had my suit on when i got there luckily so i immediately flipped my veil up and i had one that was in the hair and i managed to get her out of my hair <laughs> get my hat back on put the veil on i'm trying to put my gloves on and they're pegging my hand trying to get me stung as i'm trying to get the glove on and i'm like i just got here i haven't opened any hives i have no idea where that swarm came from but i've got suspicions 
I had the one really evil colony that really needed requeened, and I purposely made it to where they couldn't get to that queen yet. I taped over the end of it, so they couldn't get to the candy to chew her out of there. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to wait four days before they even had the two to three day release. So I'm like, what could have happened? What could be going on? Well, one of the ones that had already been requeened last week may have rejected the queen, and she may have had a small court of followers. <laughs> Ken smacks his yep. microphone. Hit the mic. Um, a small following of, of, of loyal bees that may have left with her, but the colony may still be saying, we're raising our own queen, right? So now I've got to go back and recheck every colony that has already been requeened last week and see, is the queen there? Has she been released? What's going on? The mean colony? They had completely destroyed the tape. It was gone. There was no traces of tape anywhere. The queen was released, but she's in the colony. And I'm like, okay. And there were no queen cells anywhere. So I was like, well, that's good news. So I move on to the second colony. That colony, queen was released. She's in there, but there was two emergency queen cells. I removed them. She's still there. She's good. I'm like, nope, we're going this route. Check the next colony. It's fine. I don't find any colonies that should have swarmed. So I'm like, okay, odd. I had no idea what's going on here either. Just like yesterday at your place, not a clue. I uh, take the one colony that I'd split. It was a big colony. It was multiple mediums, and I just divided it 50-50. I made sure that they each had equal amounts of brood, eggs, and food resources. Mm -hmm. Put them into two separate locations. I go to the first location. I open it up. I start going through the colony, and I see eggs. And I'm like, okay, there's a queen in this box. Awesome. Now I know this one has a queen, that other one should not. So I go through and I'm looking and I'm like, okay, here's the queen. I take her out, do the same thing we did on yours. I take her out, she gets axed. I turn around and place the new queen in her cage in there, get it all set up, put it all back together. Then I go to the other box. And the lid on the other box is actually a modified bottom board, mm -hmm. flipped upside down because it only had a hole for an entrance and it works great for mm -hmm. like a top vent and entrance. Mm -hmm. I go to pick it up and it is super heavy. And I'm like, What? And when I flip it over, this little colony is so full of bees that the whole top of the lid is solid bees, like three inches thick. <laughs> and inside of this solid mass of bees is comb that in one week they had filled out the entire lid with comb. And I was like, seriously? Again, this is the theme of the day. Seriously? So I go and I take that big thing of bees and I go over to the other half, which was smaller, and I shake them all down inside there. Big mistake. Because when I come back to the colony that should not have a queen, and I start going through this comb looking, I find eggs. There are eggs in both of these colonies from the same split. They can't both have queens. So one of them was getting ready to swarm. So, well, maybe. Yes, something happened. But Or did they do a worker... Change a worker into a queen. No, you can't change a... The, well, the, you can change a larva okay. well, that's yeah, two days bad. old, yeah. but you can't change a worker into a queen. And it takes 21 days for that larva to be a full speed, That's right? a worker. Yeah. On a queen, it's 16 days. Okay. So here's the deal. I did the split on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I went back out there. It was supposed to be Wednesday, but it ended up being Thursday. So you got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Four mm -hmm. days. Four full days have it passed. That's it. <laughs> and somehow... There is a mated queen in this colony laying eggs, and there is a mated queen in that colony laying eggs. And I'm like, what happened? What is going on here? Now, a couple of possible scenarios. 
I did the split. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the other side said, F you, and went back home, which would explain why there were so many freaking bees mm-hmm. inside that box that they were piled everywhere. Mm-hmm. And a swarm, which should not be happening in late August, mm-hmm. moved into that other colony. Okay. That's one scenario. The other scenario I don't like because it means that somehow, for some reason, there were two queens in that colony. And it could have been that they were getting ready to swarm, but I saw zero queen cells when because I touched every frame when mm-hmm. I was doing the split. There were no queen cells in there. So how I ended up with two mated queens out of a split, one in each colony, I have no idea. But now it's like chaos out there. And I'm sitting here trying to figure this out. And guess who comes to join? Another swarm? The swarm that was following the truck in the tree Mm -hmm. leaves the tree and comes to me. (laughs) So I'm standing here trying to go through this box of already not nice bees, which is why they're getting split and getting new queens. And this swarm... These badass bees come in. ...descends down on top of me and funnels over and piles up on the side of the dang lid to the colony. And I'm like, what? The, see, I, I give up. I give up. I don't have any more answers. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. And I'm not amused <laughs> at all. So, and of course, on this day, I'm out here by myself. I didn't have any of the helpers or hands. You know, Jorge wasn't out there. There wasn't anybody to help me with this. It was just me. And so I'm like, all right, you know what? Here's what we're doing. Y'all seem so happy. I'm going to split you again. Because I can't find the queen in this chaos. Right. And for all I know, since how I wasn't aware that there was a queen in there, I could have dumped her. She could have been in that lid, and I could have just dumped her into the other colony where I just put a brand new queen. Right. So now I've got to go recheck everything. So the one colony got split once, and then I came back to the main branch of it, and I split it again. And then I took that swarm that had clumped up on the front of that, and I had a very small nuke that's not really doing all that great. It was It's literally got like one comb. Because it started to peter out and the wax moths and high beetles moved in there and I got rid of every comb that was affected and I left them with one good comb and they're slowly trying to rebuild. Well, I was like, here you go. I took that swarm and I dumped it down inside that nuke box, sealed it up and put the queen excluder back on. I'm going to let them figure it out on their own. So that takes care of one. (laughs) But I do not know. Like I told my mom. And she was like, well, they keep talking about this super moon. <laughs> She's yeah. like, it's messing up the tides and everything else. Maybe it's screwing with the bees. And I'm like, I don't. It's like Freaky Friday out there. Like, I, I have no idea what was going on. Your place and my place both. So you've got two separate regions, mm-hmm. about an hour and a half from each other, mm-hmm. doing very similar things at the absolute wrong time of year to do it. No sense whatsoever. We got extra bees. Maybe. <laughs> if they stay. I think, I think two of them, I'm pretty sure two of them stand. And I think the other, I think they're going to commit today. They committed yesterday. When it started raining, they sit there and hell with this. And I mean, they were going in. Yeah. After that first rain and then the second rain, they just few underneath the hive and that's it. Yeah. All of the ones that were outside, they went in. Well, we have uh, removals today i mean because you know it's just another day so i'm gonna go out jorge will be out there we're gonna go do the removal from Mm -hmm. this porch of this lady's house Mm -hmm. and then i'm going back 
to my apiary. And see if you get attacked again. And I'm going to sort this out. <laughs> I'm going to figure out. And you're taking Jorge with you this the, time the, to help you. Yeah, I'm going to figure out the, the WTF <laughs> of this situation here. What is going on? And we're going to open up those three splits. We're going to recheck everything again for a queen. Make sure she's not there. We'll put a new queen in the other two sections. Tell you what. It, I mean, I... It's crazy. No, I have never seen this in late August in the middle of a dearth. I've never seen this. We see it pretty regular up our part of the world. Uh, you know, Max was telling you, well, this is when we usually have them. Well, yeah, you guys get your normal swarms that, <clears throat> that you kind of see frequently in April. Mm -hmm. But our big ones are in late. Yeah, but he, he was saying that a lot of times out there, you guys will be on the lake. Oh, yeah, and the queen will let And the swarm us. will come and land on the boat yeah. to rest while they're trying to fly across the lake. big. And it... It's just weird. It makes no sense. No, it's weird. No sense whatsoever. Now, one little side note. Something to keep in mind when weird things like this happen, especially down here mm -hmm. in the southern states for us. Africanized genetics definitely change the behavior of bees. It changes everything about them. So, number one, I don't care what anybody wants to say about this. This is the truth of the matter. Africanized bees. So when you talk about bee space, right, what the bees need, mm -hmm. normal European colonies of bees, your Russians, your Colonialans, your Italians, the Cardovians, those bees, they want a 10-gallon volume. The shape of that is kind of irrelevant. Mm -hmm. They want a 10-gallon volume of space. Mm -hmm. That's their preferred method. They want an entrance that's about three inches long, but no more than just, you know, a quarter of an inch high. Yeah. If they can. Now, if it's round, if it's different shape, whatever, if they absolutely have to and it's the best option on everything else, they'll close that entrance down. They have ways to make it work. But your Africanized bees, they don't prefer those same things. Your Italian bees, your European bees, they want to nest up high, out of reach. But your other bees, your Africanized bees, they will nest in the ground, down low, ground level. And their preferred volume is literally half. It's five gallons or less. So they'll move into water meter boxes, small cavities in the ground. Yep. Now, the same rules apply regardless what kind of bee it is. The bees know we're not very big. We can't afford to defend ourselves. So you'll take them out of that, and they'll be the sweetest bees you've ever seen. And then you give them something with more space. Now, because of the Africanized genetics, they grow very quickly. They will fill that space very quickly. They will gather lots of resources and they will swarm a lot. And when they get big and fill up that space, they will hand you your lunch, basically. They will, yeah. <laughs> so, now, the other side, far, uh, side effect, <laughs> the other side effect of Africanized bees, they'll swarm at the drop of a hat. They'll abscond at the drop of a hat. If they get overpopulated with mites, mm -hmm. they will lay a whole bunch of brood, let the mites go down in there, cap them, and then the whole colony will say bye, and they will leave all of that capped brood in a way to get rid of the mites from themselves. Wow. Now, they'll also swarm or relocate or abscond at really odd times of the year mm -hmm. because where they evolved, there's always plentiful food sources. So they'll leave thinking, hey, there's always going to be flowers out here, and they'll abandon their food stores or they'll take what they can and they'll move and migrate over and try to set up a new shop. And then winter hits, and they have no food stores, and they will die out. That's why they don't cross that Mason-Dixon line. They don't prepare enough for winter to survive a harsh winter. So a lot of times I'll caution people, if you find a swarm, especially a smaller swarm, and you find it late in the year, you find it in October or November or December, 
those bees, especially if you're in the southern states, absolutely. Because again, Africanized bees do not cross the the Mason-Dixon line. If they do make it up there because they've hitched a ride or something else, they do not survive that winter. They've got to be enough interbred and intermixed with the European genetics to have the mindset that we need to survive to store food and all this stuff. So, But it could be that there could be more Africanized bees that are or have a higher level of the Africanized genetics. doesn't always mean mean aggression. It just means that genetic profile and trait could be in there making them swarm at really bizarre times of the year. And them having that genetics, the Africanized bees genetics, but they have crossed with Italian and Corleone and all of the different other bees so much. They have calmed them down. But that genetic trait is still with them, but then they also will produce the hell out of honey. They do, but that's the weird part. They will produce the hell out of honey, and they'll have plenty of honey to survive, but they may leave it, or they may swarm at the wrong time of year. That big swarm? The, I don't know if it was a swarm, abscond, whatever. Was that a bunch? Maybe they had a bunch of uh, mites, and I, they just decided, we get, we're leaving the mites. See y'all. I don't know. I, I still think that that one could have very well been uh, a colony that got down. Because that was... You know, because you had a big storm come oh, through man, like a day a or two before swarm that swarm showed up. So, I don't know. But I, I, that's that's it, man. This is this is the WTFs going on with the bees, guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I, all I can say is I got three. Well, two for sure. Yeah, we keep telling don't don't count your eggs before the hatch. I know y'all, y'all keep telling me it's chicken math. <laughs> don't count chicken, your eggs before the hatch. Yeah, chicken math can go a couple of different ways. Chicken math is also like I want one colony and end up with twenty, um, because that's how chickens go. I'm gonna get three chickens and pretty soon you got twenty. Um, yeah, but it also is exactly what you said. Also, don't count the eggs before they've hatched. Yeah. So, so we don't know if those swarms are gonna book it in there and stay. I think two of them have. I think the third's getting ready to. So, but well, now I hope they do. If they do, I'm waiting to do. Now let's tell them why. We bought all the drawed out comb. Got brood boxes full of drawed out comb. We got mediums full of drawed out comb. Now we're going to buy package bees from here in Texas. We're going to buy package bees from South Carolina, North Carolina, Iowa, Michigan, and we're going to have Yankee bees, West Texas West bees. We're going to have Southern bees and. Then those ones that's got the little rebel flag flies when they fly by, we're gonna have those, and so yeah, we're gonna have all kinds of bees. Ken's Ken's pipe dream wish list of, well, uh, of next year. It's an experiment. Yep, we're gonna see. We'll we'll see where we can get different packages from. And the the point of the drawn out comb is because we want the packages to be able to get the best start that they can. Mm-hmm. And this is not a normal situation. You normally don't come across tons of drawn out comb that's actually in good condition. Oh, yeah. And so I would all, a lot of times I would caution against it. If somebody is a beekeeper and they're getting out of it and they're selling you your comb, you have to keep in mind they're also selling you all of the pesticides that comb has absorbed, all of the diseases that may be in that comb, Mm -hmm. any issues that may have been with those bees are going to be in that comb. So this was an individual that we actually know. It was somebody who used to be um, a former member, a former officer of the Texas Beekeepers Association. Mm -hmm. And we were able to go out and actually look at the comb and you know, see mm-hmm. that it was in good shape. And we have gone through some of it and we've thrown some of it out because I've looked at it and been like, no, that, that one's old. too old. Yeah. Um, but some of the rest of it's not bad. And so we're able to use this new drawn comb. A lot of it was coming from honey supers and they had used the queen excluder. So mm-hmm. they'd never even laid brood up in there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to use that to build these colonies with these packages so that they get a really good foothold and can immediately start laying and start, start yep. laying brood and storing food and everything. So that's kind of the plan for next year. 
And it was also a way to boost the colonies for this year that didn't quite get all their comb drawn out. Mm -hmm. That way they could at least have one full box of drawn comb. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of artificially stimulating at this point. We're allowing them to grow by giving them space without them having to use resources to create it. And I'm feeding hell out of pollen and souped up nectar. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So we're going to see what happens, but... uh, Stick around. Who knows? Next week, we may have a completely different version of this story where everything is continuing to be helter-skelter or hopefully, fingers crossed, everybody's committed. They've all stayed in their home. We got it all figured out and we'll have good news to report. There was a a uh, uh, rocket landed out by the house the other day. And I, when I went out there and opened it up, there was a little bee in there wrapped in a red and white with a Superman jacket mark on it. Do you think that little bee come from Krypton? <laughs> Are we going to have Superman bees now? No, I'll quit. <laughs> We're adding that to the list of all the cartoon bees that we're having drawn up. Now we're going to have a super bee. Superman bee. Oh, dear. All right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging in for this very chaotic and bizarre episode of all of our misadventures this week. Um, I don't know if there was anything to be learned from it, but... It, it was hopefully, crazy. Hopefully it was at least entertaining. Our All of our uh, pain and suffering and confusion should at least provide entertainment for you guys. I guarantee you, I ain't never seen nothing like, well, I ain't been in this stuff very long. And John says, what the hell the is going on thing I've out ever here? Seen, yeah. I said, I don't know. Let's get this cold bear. We'll crawl over on the other side of the fence. We'll watch it. And here comes another <laughs> damn swarm of bees. They want my beer. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, Lord. (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good week. Y'all be good. Be safe. (laughs) Bye. Bye. listening to the hive jive we appreciate you joining us on our beekeeping adventures and you can find out more information about today's episode online at thehivejive.com and as always thanks for listening 